When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He joins us every Monday morning. He has been for the longest time. We love this guy. He's the editor of the National Review. His name is Rich Lowry, and uh, here he is. Good morning to you, Rich. Hey, was, was, that, was that funky cold Medina? Exactly right. See, you All know what right. time it is. I've never know. I've never understood what funky cold Medina is, but it's a great song. Exactly. You see, you can't put Rich Lowry in a box, man. He's he's <laughs> down with do Tone Loke. Is that blue pill? Funky cold Medina. <laughs> the blue chew. <laughs> Uh, yeah, could very, that could be the name for it. That's a good marketing ploy right there. This guy's a genius. I'm telling you, this Rich Lowry. Hey, Rich, before we get into politics, let's do the uh, you know the football thing. Yesterday uh, was, was an amazing, amazing day for football. Sydney and yourself always talk about it, and I think it's uh, obligatory that we bring it up right now. What are your thoughts? Well, I think Joe Biden would go up five points. He came out this morning and said what this country really needs is reform of the NFL overtime rule. Yeah, I mean, he, I couldn't agree can't more. can't have a game like that decided by a coin toss. Because, you know, if Josh Allen gets the ball, he's going to do exactly the same thing. So just change the rules so both teams get a touch no matter what, and then do sudden death. Seems simple. But, four, I mean, four incredible games. They, they just got better and better. I'm a Titans fan, so it didn't end well for me. But that was, that was a good taught entertaining dramatic game and then you got the crazy blocked punt with the Packers and the crazy Tampa Bay near comeback and then one of the most compelling games of all time probably last night hey, actually, yeah. the New York Post said today it may have been the greatest playoff game ever I'm not sure that's the case but it was certainly one for the ages and you're right all four games uh, provided thrills I mean it came down to the last game before the Chiefs beat the Bills in Kansas City last night every single home team lost yeah. All three home teams lost, Rich. Yeah, on a, on a field goal with time running out. Right, exactly right. So it was exciting, and we're now down to the final four on the road to Super Bowl 56. But something I asked of you quite a bit when you were with me and Bernie, uh, when Trump was president, I would always end our conversations for years with, so how did Trump do this week? Before I started asking if he was going to beat Joe Biden. And uh, most of the time he said, ah, good week, ah, not so good. So we'll do it again. Joe Biden uh, I think I know the answer. What kind of week did Joe Biden, which Lowry, have this week? Yeah, I mean, j- just just horrible. That that press conference was <laughs> disturbing. You know, I, and I'm I'm not saying, you know, to just to, to mock the guy or because he you know messed up Kamala Harris's position and called her president or whatever or lost his train of thought. All of us do that at a certain level, but just have a especially as we get older. But have a president of the United States not able to answer a question in a responsible manner about a, a budding, perhaps, war in the middle of Europe is just astonishing. And he gets multiple bites at the apple, right? The first one, he says, well, if it's a minor incursion, that's okay. Then you have a reporter saying, uh, sir, you didn't just say a minor incursion would be okay. And he's like, no, you know, I didn't, I didn't say that. But, yeah, if they go in with a minor incursion, NATO is going to be divided, and we won't know what to do. And then he's asked again, and he, and he basically does, does the pundit role where he says, oh, you know, they're going to pay this huge price for going in. But I think they're going in. 
I mean, at this point, if Putin doesn't go in with at least a minor incursion, he's kind of an idiot. I mean, he's gotten the, the green light, and it doesn't matter how much the White House tried to walk it back. The president of the United States talked openly about these divisions in NATO that's going to make it hard to, to act in certain circumstances. So it, it, was, it was legitimately frightening. Legitimately, yes. And uh, we were all scared. We got three more years of this or something. We, we don't know what's going to happen. It really is. We're, we're in a terrifying time. And speaking of the Ukraine, of course, uh, Rich Lowry on the Bernie and Sid show, you know, uh, the, the, the administration has ordered the evacuation of Americans from Ukraine. And they talk about them sending troops out to uh, uh, NATO countries in the eastern uh, in, in East, Eastern Europe. But the bottom line is that and, and, and you had Kamala Harris last week talking about the territorial integrity of the borders of Ukraine while she's in charge of the border down south and doesn't give a rat's ass about that. But that's another issue right there. My question to you is this. Do, they, we, do we trust these people, these same people who, who, who are responsible for the worst, maybe the worst foreign policy blunder, the Afghanistan withdrawal, to manage any kind of hostilities, uh, whether or not they're justified, with uh, Russia and Putin to, to do anything, for God's sakes. No, I mean, the worst case here is that you'll have a cascading series of failures. So the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan that showed incredible weakness helps empower, helps embolden the Russians to go into Ukraine. And then our weak response to Russia going into Ukraine emboldens the Chinese to go into Taiwan. Now, I'm not saying that's, that's all going to those dominoes are all going to fall, but that's that's the worst case. And I do think you know it's the right thing to buttress these other NATO countries uh, with with troops. We obviously should be talking about sanctions. We also should just be getting Ukraine all the weapons they need to make this as painful as possible for Russia. So they, they need the anti-aircraft weapons, they need the anti-tank weapons, and they need them right away. And th- this should have been happening for a long time, but we've been really slow off the dime on it. Uh, plus, you know, our, our allies like Germany, incredibly, although it's their neighborhood, have been incredibly weak on this as well and resistant to giving Ukraine the weapons it needs. I got to tell you, Rich, living in New York City, I know you live here too, I care less and less <laughs> about what's going on in Ukraine, in Russia. It's such a mess. We had this awful tragedy in Harlem on Friday night. Two more cops shot, one dead, now five cops shot since Eric Adams has taken over. And he goes up there on the podium, he delivers these speeches, and he says all the things you're supposed to say, but he does nothing. He hasn't done a thing. We came up this morning, Bernie and I, with five different things he can possibly do, from reversing criminal bail reform to hiring more cops to refunding the police. Just a variety of things he can do to actually show he's trying to do something. He does nothing. He goes up there, he says all the right things. But when will we get to the point? When will we get to the point, Rich, when somebody actually does something in this city to combat this crazy violence? Yeah, so the indications, early indications have not been good. I know you quit on them, was it was it last week, Sid? You know, and, and this yep. week it looks a little better because the, the worry here is this guy is just a bloviator, right? That's all and he is. to say, to, to deal with the shooting of cops in New York City, Congress needs to pass gun control laws. <laughs> Come on. One, I mean, that, that's not the solution. Two, even if it were, Congress isn't going to do it. So, look, man, this is on you. This is what you campaigned on. This is why you're mayor. Get on the ball. And he says, you know, that he's he's waiting to come out with this perfect plan. But let's see something. You know, I remember being in in New York in 1993 after Giuliani came came in, and it seemed to me 
nearly instantaneously you had announcements on the the PA system on the subways don't give money to panhandlers just there was a change kind of immediately um, not the most important stuff necessarily but you could feel it and there, there's none of that so far and it's it's really worrying yeah and uh, uh, Rich Lowry on the Bernie and Sid show he's a media darling what he has right now maybe he can't uh, he's not you know he's not he can't enact the laws this and that but he has the bully pulpit. He's got the yeah. attention of the media. He can call out the state legislature on this no, no cash bail law that, that's ruining this city. He can call out uh, the, the Manhattan DA and say, "Hey, revoke your policy of that you're not going to prosecute people who resist arrest." That directly impacts and may get cops killed. He can come out and say those things. And as Sid pointed out, a few other things. He's not using the bully pulpit to say any of those things, and that is a disgrace. That that is a that is a failure, a major failure on his part right now. Right, we can't wait. There's no no time to wait. Yeah, another thing you knew knew about Rudy is just which side he was was on every single time, and you know, he, and he was willing to outrage the, the supposedly smart and supposedly respectable people. And that took incredible courage. I thought at times, okay, Rudy's gone too far here. But after the city slid down over the last couple of years, I understood exactly why he's doing it. And we haven't seen that from Eric Adams yet. Now, fortunately, the Manhattan DA at least feels the need to tap dance a little bit and say, you know, this this memo was a mistake or it's been misunderstood. But the problem is, you know, you, you get a guy like that and there's, you know, he's elected. There's nothing you can really do about it except for hammer him politically. And if he doesn't want to prosecute people, that's that's going to shoot a, a huge hole, no pun intended, in, in any plan to improve the public order situation in the city. The great witch, Lowry. I want to go back to the national scene for a second. Uh, I don't know if you were listening or watching last Thursday. I usually do watch and listen. What right if the Bill O'Reilly had Sean Spicer on? He's on Newsmax every night at 6 o'clock. And he was talking about the upcoming elections. And he said... And I don't want to go over whether or not the guy is good or bad. We know he was a horrible mayor, and he's done nothing as transportation secretary. He's home every day diapering his baby. He's an embarrassment. But he said (laughs) that he really believes that the guy that can win the left is Pete Buttigieg, that he would beat Biden today. He'd beat Harris today. He'd clobber Hillary Clinton today. And outside of Michelle Obama jumping in the race, he really believes that Pete Buttigieg has the best chance to win that nomination. What do you think about that? And that's a really interesting point. If that's true, the Democratic Party is even a worse place than I, <laughs> than I thought. But th- there was this poll last week that had just 30 percent of people or something like that wanting to Biden, Biden to run again. And only 40 percent, 48 percent of Democrats want him to run again. So that's a flashing red light of vulnerability. And, and it's just hard to believe he's actually going to do it. Hard to believe he's actually going to be able to run again. And then you get who, who is it? And we've talked about Michelle Obama a lot. She would be their savior. I don't think she's the, coming in with the cavalry. So, so what? It, it, is Buttigieg a giant in, in that field? If, if so, they're in a really bad place. A horrible place. Rich Lowry again on the Bernie and Sid show. Hey, Rich, we talked earlier. Uh, uh, we have uh, uh, Christina Pastina. Our, uh, you know, she's in the studio there. Anyway, she was talking about Bill Maher. We were talking about other Democrats. Chuck Todd yesterday about the disarray the Democrat Party is in. Forget 2024, let's, 2022. I mean, but it's, it, just, it just seems that the electorate, all the polls are showing uh, that the electorate is maybe experiencing an epiphany. The tide is turning on these uh, sentiments towards, uh, 
you know, the coronavirus uh, and, and everything else, crime, inflation. It seems like they're waking up. And uh, you wrote about Glenn Youngkin. And the, he, he, this today is the first day that kids will go to school in Virginia not wearing masks. And that's a big deal. And I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are of that sentiment more so than not, I believe anyway. And that's that's partially pushing this whole shift towards the Republican Party, if you can believe it, here in 2022. Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of Bill Maher, there's a notable clip of Barry Weiss. She's a former New York Times writer, not one of us, but an anti-woke liberal. And she gave this you know, minute-long rant on COVID restrictions, how they've gone too far and how they're unscientific. And there was applause from Bill Maher's audience, which I think is, is a straw in the wind. And you, you look a lot of this stuff, and you're, if you really delve into the, the facts and what's going on, they're just things you never would know from watching the mainstream media. You'd have no idea that the masking policy in schools in the United States is an outlier in the advanced world. No one hmm. has done it like this. No other health authority in the world is saying mask kids age two and, and above the way the CDC does. And there's just zero case for masking uh, young kids. Zero. I mean, the masks they're wearing probably do no good. They're cloth masks. They're not going to be worn properly for six hours a day or whatever it is. And they're, they're not really vulnerable, thank God, uh, to, to the virus. And But we're still doing this charade. And, yep. and when Youngkin says, okay, I'm going to let parents decide themselves, he's still treated as, as though he's, he's some sort of murderer who wants kids to die. It's insane. Bengals, Chiefs, quickly, who do you like? Chiefs. 49ers, Rams, who do you like? Rams. Chiefs, Rams, Super Bowl 56, according to Rich Lowry. As always, not a good job, a great job, Rich. Thank you so much. You were great. Have a great week. All right, you too.